ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the pre-order bonus. It's a game maker series episode, another one, and we're joined by Miki from Pedalcast Games, creator of the up and coming research story. Miki, we're super excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. And thank you for having me here. And Miki, you are hailing us from Singapore. Is that correct? Yep. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Miki, are you from Singapore originally? You've lived there your whole life. You live in the States. What's your what's your origin, so to speak? Yep. I am, I am Singaporean, so I've lived here my whole life. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Miki, we're going to dive right in. I think one of the things we like to do on this, and Jake is here, by the way, everybody. I mean, you guys already know that. I'm uh, here. Jake. I'm really tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. So I might be a little quiet, but that's actually not true. You've listened to these episodes before. It's definitely not true. Give me five minutes and I'll be chatting a lot. <laughs> no, like uh, our listeners know this. We, you know, we love talking to developers like Miki, getting new devs, especially, you know, indie developers on the show who are in the process of actually creating, you know, the things that we all like to play. Uh, and on that note, Miki, tell us about um, kind of your path to becoming a game developer and kind of how you ended up working on Research Story. We'd love to hear kind of your background and how you came into games making. Okay. Um, I think I can start from the really start. So uh, I think <laughs> I've always been a creative person. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like drawing as a kid and it's just one of my earliest hobbies. And I remember when I was younger, actually, uh, I liked to cre- just create random things. And uh, there was once I just used notebooks and papers and mm. um, I just drew out like the Pokemon map and cut out nice. some pieces of paper and dialogue and just, you know, just played around with it. And yeah, I, I guess that's my earliest attempt at making something interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really pursue game development until later in university mm. uh, when I came across uh, Game Maker Studio. Oh, nice. Um, okay. We've, yeah. we've had many developers <laughs> mention Game Maker Studio. So that's... yes. That's a consistent yeah. theme. Yeah, I think it's it's just a really good entry point for many people. It, it's mm-hmm. just um, you can prototype things really quickly and you can see the results very quickly. So that was good. Mm. Um, I did participate in one game jam before uh, I I moved on to this huge project, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, uh, I did play around with Game Maker for a little while before uh, getting into research story. And I just wanted to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So you went straight from college. Sorry, just just to back up for a second. What were you studying in college again? Did I miss that? Um, I studied geography, actually. <laughs> Not just- <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I love it. So you're in so you're in college, you're studying geography and you're like, I want to make a video yeah. game, is that right? Pretty much. I mean, I did um after university, I did uh work a little bit uh in an office job. Oh, okay. Got it. But after I left that, I thought um maybe I should take some time to try this out because it's been mm-hmm. it's just been bugging me the whole time. Like I want to make a game. So is <laughs> that was that like a creative office job like coding or anything um, or was it what was that not really it's, it was just a government office job oh man yeah. that's i'm always so <laughs> impressed by you i'm so impressed by it. you just go from nothing to i am gonna make a video game <laughs> yeah 
That's got to be two different kinds of hard. Working in a government office job and then switching to game development. That sounds like two of some of the most difficult professions I could think of. (laughs) Uh, I mean, uh, just try, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I like your optimism. This is great. So, yeah. <laughs> so research story, like the idea for this game, Jake and I, we play the demo, which is up on Steam. Everybody, by the way, if you're listening, go to Steam, the store, it's, uh, you know, type in the search bar research story and the demo is on there. Had a chance to play that. Awesome vibes from the demo. Tell us about kind of the inception of that idea for research story and kind of where that came from and kind of what your vision was for that. Thank you. Uh, thanks for playing the demo, first of all. Um, for, I guess, when I first, like, when I just decided I wanted to make a game, uh, I I kind of knew it was going to be a farming sim already because that's one of my favorite genres. And, right. yeah, uh, that was my first decision. And mm-hmm. I started writing out different ideas on just a piece of paper. Um, I know I was checking through my own notes and on the very first page, there was already the word research over there. So I think I, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to have players explore and discover things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it started. And then I just just built a little uh, small prototype and let some of my friends play. I remember mm-hmm. one of my friends in particular, they... They tried it and they were like, okay, um, this is like pretty cool farming sim stuff. But uh, I thought the research part was something unique and could yeah. um, bring your game, like uh, make your game different from other games. So I think that stuck to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, that's also how I decided to really just focus on that. And and. Only after that did I come up with the name <laughs> Research Story. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, that, that is obviously, I think, the really cool part about Research Story is this focus on research. Um, I think in a lot of games, you have something similar to like filling out a journal that has information, right, about different things. Um, but I think that aspect about research story, I know I'm I'm on Twitter way too much. And when I saw your game come up, that was the first thing that actually stood out to me. It was like, oh, it's a farming sim, but we're doing like research as well. Not so much just like, oh, I happened to discover this thing, but I'm actually going to investigate and learn more about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really, really cool um, for sure. Um, I got to say, though, I'm not the only one. I've got your Twitter pulled up right now. You've been on here as Research Story for about a year. You've got 3,500 followers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you feel like the journey has been since you came up with something and you, you had this idea, your friend tells you that the research aspect is really cool, all the way up until now? You've released a demo on Steam. Um, you're getting a lot more traction. How did you go from the ideas to to today um i think everything is still pretty surreal (laughs) but um how i think i remember at the start when i first started posting on twitter uh it was i was just trying to see if anyone would like what i'm doing Mm -hmm. um and people started noticing and like at I mean, I appreciate everyone, and 
um, at around 100 followers, I'm just like, wow, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and here we are today. Uh, it's, it's been great. I, I love interacting with um, people on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I think, and, and like you said, I've been there for uh, over a year, right? almost close to a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just taking time and posting consistently, um, doing uh, just while you're developing the game, you, you have new things to show and you just try mm-hmm. to, yeah, I, I just did what I can to do consistently. I think it's just mm-hmm. slowly building the following, yeah. So if you yeah. listen, if you listen to our show, Miki, we, you know, one of the things we talk about, we have our like four categories that we talk mm-hmm. about, like narrative mechanics, gameplay loop. And we talk about kind of the industry at large for you, you know, dev- uh, developing this game and it being a farming sim. And I know you mentioned that's, that's what you wanted to do. What's like yeah. the big kind of feature gameplay loop or mechanic that really, gets you excited or that really is kind of the centerpiece for this game, you know, that you can help, that could help people understand like what it is that you're trying to build. Um, so I think there are probably two, two things. Um, the first is of course, research. Uh, I think from mm-hmm. the demo, I've also had a lot of feedback about how players enjoyed that part of the game. So I'm definitely going to focus a lot more on that as well. So um, the, mm-hmm. that would be just, Players would be going out to discover new plants and creatures. Um, and from knowing nothing about them, they can observe these plants and creatures and they'll start learning a little bit more and they can do more interactive things with them, like uh, either growing a crop or mm-hmm. taming and raising creatures. I think that would uh, unlock more information about them. And that's mm-hmm. like your process of research. And I think um, that would be the main gameplay loop. And I also wanted to add a little bit more in-depth um, mechanics to the farming bit. So usually in farming games, I think you just um, bring the seeds to your farm and you start to till the right. ground. You can mm-hmm. plant your seeds anywhere you want. But um, for research story, I wanted it to be a little bit different. So you the plants and creatures would have different wants and needs. Uh, like, mm-hmm. for example, the peppermint would uh, only grow when they are nearer a water source. Mm-hmm. So things like that. And the players would either discover it um, on their own or they can check uh, whatever information they have to yeah plan their farm placement or their building placement. And yeah, so I think there's a little bit of strategy in there gotcha. as well. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I love the idea of yeah. like kind of mixing the, because you're right. I mean, every every farming game it's the same thing. Like you use the plow and you put your seed in, and then you put the water in. But yeah. adding like that strategic element definitely super interesting and unique mechanic. Thank yeah, you. it's 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 kind of interesting because the game in that way almost sounds like a little educational, right? Where um, you're learning a little bit more about. And I guess this this is sort of the nature of having research being a core mechanic to the game. Um, so that's that's just an observation. But um, this game sounds really cool. It also sounds really complicated 
from your end. Sounds like you got your work <laughs> cut out for you. And so the question I have for you is um, oftentimes players have a pretty big misunderstanding or disconnect of what it is you have to do as a game developer. And uh, so is there something that you wish gamers knew about game development? And even a part of that, there are actually a lot of game devs that listen to our Game Maker series. Is there anything else that you would tell other game developers that you have learned as you've been working on Research Story? Um, yeah, for sure. So I think from um, me being someone who, you know, don't really have a background other than, I guess, in art, uh, mm -hmm. to trying to develop a game, game including... Uh, things like programming or sound design uh, and the game design itself. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there's definitely, I can see the gap from myself in the past, not knowing these things and having to learn on the way. So I think uh, a lot of the things that you have in the game, you it just takes longer than you expect to make. Like sometimes okay. you plan for a certain feature, but um, to make it good, um, just the small things uh, like UI or just making this this part of the game looks a little bit better, more visual feedback and all that things uh, just adds up to the time. And mm. also, I think something that is under underappreciated is things like the settings menu, um, <laughs> the very background things. Like I don't even look at those, but those also take a good chunk of time. Mm. Um, you have to plan for things like localization. Uh, yeah. You have to, yeah. And, and then on the way, like while you're building things, uh, sometimes you look back at your code and you want to make changes and sometimes you have to change a big part of it so that uh, in the future, you it'll be easier to add on and manipulate the code. So mm. that's like refactoring and that also is like, you don't feel like you're making progress because everything plays the same, but you're also spending time making the game better in that sense. So it, I think overall, it just takes longer than you expect. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. You bring up the settings menu because, you know, Cameron and I are very unfamiliar with game development. Um, and that's one of those things. I pull up a settings menu. I just click some buttons. I don't even think about how much time, how many hours go in behind each of those buttons I press for settings. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a lot, Same. right? <laughs> in in the past, I, I thought so too. I just, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But mm. but when I started working, I'm like, wow, they have to do all these um, things like rebinding keys. You have to uh, make sure that each control in your, in your code is, uh, will refer back to the key that, you know, the player wants to use. Um, yeah, things like that. It's massively <laughs> difficult. I'm, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm impressed by anyone who, who does this. How long have you been working on research story, Miki? Um, about a year and a half. Okay. A year and a half. Yep. And when do you expect to release it? Any idea? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to start with early access first. Okay. Um, perhaps like, I'm, I'm just hoping for either end of this year or sometime next year, but no promises. I mean, that's, that's my goal. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think one of the things we know from 
creative processes. Like you just got to take your time, like release it when it's done. And on that yeah. note, I mean, I, so had a chance to play the demo. Like one of the things I absolutely loved in the demo is you have this awesome, uh, like character portrait art. That's like amazing. Was that something that you did all that? Uh, yeah. So I did most of it. I, I do have an artist friend who helped me sometimes okay. with the polishing. And yeah, I, I guess both of us just work on the portraits. I yeah. absolutely love those portraits. So they just, they make yeah. the game like come alive, like in such a major way. Like, cause you have that awesome, like pixel style. And then, you know, you talk to the people and that comes up that like, that stood out for me really well. I mean, on that note, like you said you, you know, you were an artist before. Tell me about like, how do you come up for like the art direction for, uh, how did you come up with the ideas like for the art and kind of how you wanted to do it and how you wanted it to look like, like where did you take inspiration from to, to put that together? Um, so when I was doing art as a hobby, I think uh, what I did most was just portraits. So that, that yeah. came naturally to me. So um, I already knew that I wanted to hand draw my portraits. Uh, I, I thought that I could, that's an asset that I can make on my own. So that's mm -hmm. one thing. And then for the game itself, because you have to think about things like animations and how it interacts with the world. So I, I picked something simpler, in my opinion, which right. is um, pixel art. Yeah. So, and that I didn't have much experience in pixel art. So I, I decided to do something as small as possible, which is why my pixel art is pretty mini. <laughs> yeah. Your characters are small. Your, yeah, animals are as big as your characters. Yeah, <laughs> I'm small but effective. I mean, um, if uh, listeners, if you go to the research story Twitter profile, you'll see what Cameron and I are looking at, which is just this little chicken, right? Uh, but it looks great. I mean, simple could be equally as effective, I think, as complicated when it comes to art styles. That's one thing I love about pixel art. And like Cameron, you said, combine that with the portraits, like character portraits. I feel like everything that you're looking at really comes alive for sure. No, I just love, I mean, I, it's such an interesting, it's so interesting hearing you talk about like your background as an artist and then kind of seeing that, you know, those portraits really shine through is like, I immediately could tell, you know, from those like, Oh, this is like, this is definitely created by, you know, somebody with an art background. Like they've, mm -hmm. they've added this. So super cool to hear what, um, I mean, I guess Mickey, tell us about kind of in terms of the, structure of the game uh or story or you know kind of tell us a little bit more about kind of where you see this game going in terms of like do you have plans for a narrative or any themes or threads that you want to explore or you know any you know specific visions or other things that like you really want people to know about this game to get them excited um i do plan to have a main storyline that players can follow so it will be like a full-fledged story. I, I Maybe not full-fledged, but I mean, it will just be a story that the players can follow from start to end. And um, mm -hmm. I think, like usually in farming games, your your grandpa just leaves you his um, <laughs> inheritance and you just I mean, start yeah. moving. I think that's, that's the main story for most farming games. Um, mm -hmm. So for, for this, I wanted to go a little bit further um, and actually build uh, a story and why things like why the uh the creatures start appearing in Shimmerbrook, which is uh the place in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So of course I can't share too much, um, mm -hmm. but it's it's in the it's in the works. Um, players cool. can go discover. I think in the demo there's a little bit already. Like you can find uh, a relic in a cave, and yeah, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll just slowly build from there. Very mm. cool. Very cool. Uh, this is uh, probably my last question for tonight, but I'm curious because you mentioned that you got your degree in geography. Um, how has that, I mean, we've seen and talked about how your background as an artist, it plays out in, in research story in the demo. What would you say, like, has your background in geography helped shape your game design or how does your approach making Shimmerbrook and making this world? Um, I think a little bit, uh, so things like the caves, you know, <laughs> things like the caves and the rivers, I, it just, um, it just comes more naturally to me. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, even the NPCs, like they have, uh, there is actually a geologist in the game. So, okay. yeah, so things like that. And I, I feel like I have a bit more knowledge or to start with when mm -hmm. building these these pieces in the game. Just a little bit of help, I guess. <laughs> extra, extra knowledge. Extra knowledge. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Miki, this has been awesome to talk to you about research story. I mean, I love hearing kind of how these these types of creative projects like get, you know, are are incepted or created, you know, from scratch. You know, you have a geography background just coming from a government office job, and now you have thirty five hundred followers on Twitter and a demo on Steam. I mean, that's just that's just insane. I think that's yeah, just that's ridiculous. Astounding. What was the I process? Think, yeah. Can you describe, and we talked about this with some other developers, but how was the process of working with Steam and like getting that demo out there? Was that, was that a like really complicated thing or is, how, how did that, how, how were you able to make that happen? Like the specific demo piece? So I guess before you can upload a demo on Steam, you would have to have your Steam page set up. So mm -hmm. they would recommend things like screenshots for a game, a trailer, and the description uh, on the Steam page. So that is something that you'll have to get ready. Uh, I did that quite a while ago, so that was done for me. Uh, for the mm -hmm. demo itself, um, you just need a build for your game that is you're comfortable sharing with the public. Um, then actually the putting the build on Steam is quite an easy process. They have mm -hmm. the SDK and everything, and that helps you along the way. It, it didn't take too long. Yeah, um, although uh, for the demo and the event itself, I think I learned a lot of things. So when players start to try your demo, and they'll give you a lot of feedback. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like it was a little bit like a mini launch, like a very small uh, experience for how launch would be like because mm -hmm. players uh, give you feedback, right? And you start to try to make patches like bug fixes and things like that. I remember one thing um, that I did early on was uh, the resolutions. So screen resolutions, you you have to do... Again, this is about the settings. You have to support different resolutions for a game. Okay, yeah. And at, at the start of the demo, I didn't support... Um, like to uh anything higher than nineteen uh twenty times t 
1080p. Right. So there were some people who gave me feedback about that, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, okay, <laughs> yeah. So I, um, that, that was like okay, my priority, and I just had to help support that. At least they can launch the game, you know. Yeah. So right. that was one thing. Um, and then the things like building a community from that, like I started a Discord channel because of the demo. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's like a small ramp up for your game. I think it's a it's a good experience. I think I would I would recommend um developers to try it out. Uh, try to go for such events if they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a complicated process. I'm I'm just in awe over like the effort that it takes to get these things up and running. It's just, it's insane. And it's, uh, and it looks awesome. I mean, the demos out there, like I already mentioned, Jake and I have played it. It's a great demo really gives like a nice taste of the game of kind of what's to come and that whole research mechanic. Well, Mickey, we've, we, uh, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. What's the best way for people to find you, to support mm -hmm. you, to, to support research story and get interested in the game? What's, what's the best place to kind of interact with you? Um, I think right now on Discord, um, I can chat with you directly. Or you can find me on Twitter. I'm also quite responsive there on my posts. Um, you can, uh, yeah, I try to be everywhere. <laughs> um, you can, <laughs> of course, uh, wishlist on Steam. You can uh, try the demo as you, you both have said. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Steam, you can go find Research mm -hmm. Story. Make sure and wishlist that. And I've heard that that really helps uh, indie games get visibility. And then you can find Research Story on Twitter at MikiXen underscore. Make sure you follow her. We will be following her very closely over the next 18 months, fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed, yes. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll hope to hear from you. Maybe we'll follow up as we get closer. We actually did our first follow-up with uh, with Joe Winter, who's who made uh, another indie game called Song of Iron. So we're going to start mm -hmm. doing that more often. So, oh. Well, Mickey, it's been great having you on the show. We appreciate your time. For all of you listeners, uh, this has been another Game Maker episode of the Pre-Order Bonus Podcast. Uh, you can find uh, <clears throat> you can find us on Twitter at Preordercast. You can find me, Cameron at Mass Generic, Jake at Jacob underscore Chiptip eighteen. You can also find the Preorder Bonus Podcast on Patreon, and on Patreon mm -hmm. we have extra content every month. We have extended editions of our episodes. We have indie impressions from Jake, and we have even AAA impressions from myself. There's an episode on Horizon Forbidden West that's up on the Patreon for all-access patrons, so go check that mm -hmm. out. Also, the Discord channel. You can join us, uh, Pruder Bonus Discord channel. Link for all of that will be in the description, and we will also, Mickey, for you, we'll put all of your links, Discord links, Twitter links, yep. Steam mm -hmm. page, all of that in the podcast description so people can find it. So, well, Mickey, thanks so much. And uh, for all listeners, have a great night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, Mickey. Thank you both. Thank you.